0: We've got a few minutes uh, now leading up to 9 p.m. Central African time with Dr. Abdullah Ma'arouf, his a uh, lecturer at Istanbul, uh, Istanbul's 29 May University and uh, an expert on Beit al-Maqdis, Al-Quds, Masjid al-Aqsa. He is joining us this evening to talk about the international furor, as it seems, around uh, Itamar Ben-Kavir and his incursion at Masjid al-Aqsa. The key points uh, to look at the headlines, to look at the responses, but also uh, Keep perspective and uh, perhaps uh, look beyond uh, a, a kind of narrative, a limited narrative, uh, a, a time-bound narrative. I think that's uh, seemingly presented uh, in the international outcry and the international responses to that have been constructed to Ben Kavir's visit. Dr. Abdullah, salaam alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh, and welcome to Radio really
1: Islam. Salaam alaikum siram warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Welcome, brother.
0: Uh, Dr. Abdullah, um, we've seen this issue, Itamar Ben-Gavir, the new uh, security minister, so-called security minister in the Israeli, uh, new Israeli government, uh, going into Masjid al-Aqsa at the beginning of his 10-year, 13-minute visit, flanked by Israeli personnel, uh, showing his uh, uh, he, he, the, the, new, the role that he plays within the Israeli government and the, the kind of leverage he now has over Netanyahu. but. Uh, Surprisingly, it went to the United Nations Security Council, and we've got all these kind of responses. Uh, how, how do we make sense of, of this, given the fact that uh, he's been doing this for quite a while, and it has happened before?
1: Well, uh, it's, it's actually not always about about uh, uh, being Veer's personality only or as as a person. It's actually because he represents... Um, um, if I can say, a movement. And this movement is actually is part of the uh, Kahana uh, thought and the Kahana movement. Uh, as as you may know, um, the, the, the Kahana movement is designated as a terrorist group, uh, even under the, the American, the, the United States laws. So when when Itamar Bingvir came into power, he represented actually a, a member, not only him, by the way, E. Smotrich and other uh, members of uh, of the so-called uh, the as the uh, the uh, Zionist the religious Zionist. Uh, um, movement in in the Knesset in the Israeli Parliament. Now, when these people came into power, actually in the Israeli government, they represented the, this terrorist group. They represent Kahana. The the Israeli uh, Channel Eleven, I remember, uh, visited uh, Itamar Ben home and they found many artificials and pictures of of uh, of Meir Kahana. Uh, and uh, who was killed in, in New York, and he was the founder, who is the founder of this terrorist group. And as well, the, the picture of, of Baruch Goldstein, the one, the soldier uh, who committed the massacre of Masjid ibrahimi ibrahim in, in Hebron, in Al-Khalil, uh, in 1994, and killed 32 Palestinians on that day in, in, in the middle of Ramadan during the prostration, the sujood, in, in Salat al-Fajr, in, uh, the dawn prayer. So... So, itama Bingvi represents this. If if I can if I can make it clear or easier for the for the audience to understand, suppose now that ISIS actually got uh, part or got some. Um, uh, memberships in in, in in a government in the Muslim world in such a government in any government would the world actually deal with with the with the ISIS government in the same way as they deal with any other one? This is the same. This is exactly the same. The Kahana movement is the equal the equal uh, if I can say um, uh, the equal of of the ISIS. Uh, in, in their understanding and their uh, extremism uh, with regarding to the uh, with regarding to dealing with the Palestinians and, uh, the Palestinians, the Arabs and the Muslims as well all around the world, especially when it comes to Jerusalem and the aqsa Mosque. So. Uh, this is what actually triggered the anger in the world. This is what triggered the anger of the of the whole world. It's not because Itamar Ben as a person, entered Al-Aqsa Mosque, or broke into Al-Aqsa Mosque, because Itamar Ben has done this many times before. He he broke into Masjid al-Aqsa many many times before, and he was I rem- I think he was actually surprised by the by the reaction of the world for his uh, for his action for for his uh, breaking into Masjid al-Aqsa uh, this time. Uh, it's not because he is Itamar ben it's because what he represents. He represents a terrorist group who became now member of the, of the, not only of the power, but parliament, but of the government. And not any uh, government and not any ministry that, that uh, Itamar Ben-Gvir is holding. Actually, he is now on the top of the security uh, body. Uh, that that controls the land in, in, the, in the territories uh, of Jerusalem and all over uh, the country. That is the, the, the danger of this thing. You can imagine how this would have happened if a terrorist, actually, a member of a terrorist organization controls the police that is exactly what itamar ben-gvir is representing now he smotrich and all the other members of the kahana movement who are now represented in the israeli government that is actually what triggered the whole uh, problem and i i think that itamar ben-gvir was surprised with with the whole uh, reaction of the world because he did not imagine that uh, that the world would with uh, look at him in this way. He would have thought, I think, that that the government, since he became, since he becomes, would become a member of the government. He would be accepted by the whole world, and that is actually not the case because he is a member of a, a terrorist organization, and this is something that all the world remembers and shall not forget at all.
0: Uh, but, uh, Doctor Abdullah, is it not the case that? Uh, Many, uh, if not the majority, of uh, Israeli prime ministers. And there are some prominent uh, examples amongst them who were, even by world standards, previously uh, defined as terrorists, but then were sanitized and normalized uh, as leaders. So, in that particular sense, uh, Ben gavir does not, uh, you know, is not an exceptional case of an uh, Israeli leader. Uh, who, you know, previously mm. espoused mm. extreme racism and then, you know, took over uh, senior political posts in, in the country and, and then the, the just building on on that point the, uh, the, the the impression that this creates that, you know, the Israeli government yesterday with its policies relating to Masjid al-Aqsa and the Palestinians in general and uh, the Israeli government today is totally different when Ben Gavir himself said, and I think this uh, could be accurate, where he says that incidentally Jewish prayer, I'll tell you, does take place and uses the word on the Temple Mount, former Prime Minister Bennett permitted it, former Prime Minister Lapid permitted it, former Police Minister Omer Palev permitted it, which, uh, you know, I I, I do think, uh, and you know better, uh, reflects the accurate changes that have happened and, uh, you know, the softening of attitudes towards the Temple movement uh, overall previous administrations, which makes what Ben does now not uh, anything exceptionally new.
1: Actually, um, I, I understand your point. Uh, I, I do understand what, what you're going, uh, what you what, what you're talking about, and I understand what your point here. But let's 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 note, brother, that. Uh, that, for example, Menachem Begin, the former Prime Minister of Israel, was actually on the uh, British during the British Mandate in Palestine uh, in, in the 30s and the 40s of, of the last century. He was actually uh, his name was on a list of a terrorist uh, uh, organizations, and he was designated as a terrorist as well. And that's that's right. However, you know, we need to note something here and Menachem um, Begin for example Menachem Begin Itzhak Rabin and all of these uh, prime ministers and and politicians of Israel actually were considered as terrorists before the formation of the state of Israel so and this is this is first second their political attitude towards, uh, in, at least in front of the world, we know that they committed many massacres in Palestine. And Ilan Pape's book, uh, the, "The Ethnic Cleansing of Palestine," is is full of of, of examples of these uh, actions of these uh, politicians before the formation of the state of Israel. However. After the, 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 the formation of the state of Israel and after the establishment of the state, they presented themselves for the world in a different, totally different political uh, uh, discourse. And they changed the whole discourse of their understanding and um, the whole discourse of their political situation in front of the world at least. Now, when it comes to Itamar ben and Smotrich, today the leaders of the, uh, the 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 religious Zionist movement in 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 the cases they not only they did not change their tone and they did not change their discourse actually they went more extreme more extreme after they were elected and after they became part of this government now when this uh, when, when when itamar ben became the minister of internal uh, security he did not change his tone and he did not even act in a different way than than, than he was in, in in 2005, for example, when he was only an activist, uh, uh, an extreme activist, uh, and a terrorist who was opposing the Israeli withdrawal from Gaza, and he in, in, tried. During that day, to stand in front of the buses that that took the uh, the settlers uh, from Gaza all the way from Gaza outside to the to the territories of 48. So he was not actually changing his tone. He 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 did not change a bit. Uh, but. Not only that, he actually gone more extreme in his views and more extreme in in understanding or in presenting his, his uh, views of, of to the world. For example, uh, he spoke while when he actually was pl- preparing himself to become the next uh, uh, minister of of internal uh, or, or security, uh, he said on the TV that his view for the Palestinian-Israeli or for the Palestinian issue is for the West Bank to be annexed to Israel totally, completely, and to dissolve the Palestinian authority to destroy everything that is now being done in the Palestinian territories as well, and go back to the situation that was before 1987, meaning before the formation of the of the israeli oh sorry of the palestinian authority at all and uh, he he presented actually uh, his views of the loyalty between brackets and i quote the the loyalty to the state of israel as being um, the only uh, criteria for the Palestinians to remain and stay in, the, in, in inside their country and inside their homes. And he said that anybody who does not express the total loyalty, 100% loyalty to, to Israel, uh, shall be rem- shall be removed from his home and removed from the whole country. That is actually more even extreme that he was speaking about before. So I don't think that it's, it's that easy to say that, well, Itamir, Itamar Bigfir can become accepted by the whole world and can become accepted by everybody without even this... The, Changing even his tone or his discourse because he will never be able to do that simply because the the, the uh, if I can say uh, the majority that elected him actually believe in his uh in his thoughts the, he was elected by extremist groups who uh, managed to actually to to become one uh Big body behind him and behind Smotrich in order to get them to the to the Israeli parliament and to get them to the Israeli government. So I don't think that he will be able to change his discourse, and that is totally different than what happened in 1948. And for the former Palestinian uh, Israeli um, prime ministers and ministers who were designated as as terrorists and just uh, re assigned, if I could say, as politicians after the formation of the State Reserve. It's totally different. It's totally different. We cannot actually um, say that it would be the same. And I don't think that it would be uh, of the same results as well.
0: Shukran uh, Doctor Abdullah. Just two two quick final questions. So the first one being uh, the, the response then from uh, entities such as the United Arab Emirates, other countries in the so-called co- quartets so On one end, you have uh, these countries normalizing with Israel. On the other, um, other countries trying to you know uphold this uh, the, the, this facade of a peace process and a two-state solution. Uh, the, the fact that these countries. In some way or the other, have been part of the, the problem in the past. Is their raising a voice at this point in time genuine, or is it a concern of how this affects the street, the wider Arab street, and their own uh, position
1: and their own credibility? I think it is the second. I think it is the second. It is the latter, because um, well, whether whether they like it or not. The World Cup in Qatar, and what we saw uh, uh, during those uh, days, for uh, in, in the in the uh, uh, in the Muslim and Arab uh, street as well in Qatar, that were expressed <clears throat> by the the people. During the, the the World Cup, showed that that all of what they were speaking about the Abraham uh, Accords and and uh, the uh, the so called peace process between and the, the normalization and the so called normalization <clears throat> between Israel and the, the Arab countries and so um, was only happening between. <coughs> sorry the political uh regimes and the israeli uh the israeli occupation only but the people were not part of it i think that that these countries read the 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 message of the of the street and this is why they are actually acting in this way in this in, in this time i think <coughs>
0: And uh, fi- finally, Dr. Abdullah, how serious uh, does this get uh, in, in the months uh, that lay ahead? How important is Masjid al-Aqsa going to loom over the agenda of the region uh, going forward? Uh, and uh, in in that regard, whatever people are doing for the cause, uh, especially the audience that you may be speaking to now, uh, how do we adge- adapt, change, add to the strategy in light of these developments?
1: Actually, I think that, that next we need to know first that the, the next coming weeks and months <clears throat> will be most likely very, very hard in Masjid Lassa and will be very heated. In Masjid I think that Ramadan, for example, is going to be very heated because it's, it will coincide. there will be a coincidence between two um, major uh, religious uh, um, um, celebrations one by the Muslims by Ramadan and one by the Israeli settlers who are going to try. To uh, uh, break into a lot Mosque by the end of Ramadan, I think, or, or by the second half of Ramadan, I think. So starting from Ramadan, I think that that uh, the views of of uh, itamar being there are going to be uh, implemented, and I think that the, the, the what the so-called temple group uh, organizations are going to be able to uh, to enter. Oh, sorry, they are going to try to break into Masjid al-Aqsa on a larger scale and I think that they might be trying as well to uh, establish uh, some kind of a space for them inside Masjid al-Aqsa which means to divide Masjid al-Aqsa between the Muslims and and the the, the settlers as well. And that will be very, very uh, dangerous and it would take us to a very, very serious Uh, religious issue and it could become um, a religious conflict that I think that it would be very, very dangerous for the whole world, not only for this region. So I think that the the audience should be aware of what what is going to happen and what is happening in this year. That is first. And second, we need to uh, spread the word of what is happening and spread the word of standing with Uh, with uh, Al-Aqsa Mosque and with uh, the the oppressed people in in Jerusalem and Palestine and to send our uh, uh words of sympathy and standing with them as well to them not only for the world around us and i think in, in south africa for example you need to put a pressure on on, on the government and uh, uh, in order to raise the voice of the people in, in south africa for the, for standing with the palestinian oppressed because the palestinians stood with the with the south african oppressed uh people during the the, the apartheid uh regime and now palestine it's the only country in the world who is suffering by a legal, or from a legal uh, apartheid regime. And I think that this is something that struck a nerve in the South African uh, hearts and the South African minds. And I think that it needs to be, uh, to be um, uh, spoken about in, in South Africa. And I think that the people in South Africa should have the word to be uh, spoken and their voice should be delivered to their political uh, level and as well the the the, the voice of the people of uh, of south africa should be heard by the whole world as well because they are the palestinians are now living the same Uh, situation that the people in South Africa lived under the apartheid regime. So I hope that the people, our our brothers and sisters in South Africa uh, and our friends everywhere in the world, and particularly in South Africa, would understand the situation and the seriousness of the situation inside this uh, very... A uh, critical uh, area and very sensitive area, in addition to the most important aspect of the Palestinian cause, which is actually the the human uh, crisis with with this apartheid uh, uh, regime that is uh, controlling Palestine not only uh, as an apartheid but now as an apartheid regime who has got a government who, uh, that, that, that is controlled by some uh, members of uh, a, really, uh, a terrorist group. And that is actually very uh, dangerous and very problematic. And I think that we need to act and to, show, to uh, raise our voices for all the world to understand and to hear. Thank you.